Well, praise the Lord. It's wonderful to be in his house today. If you have your Bibles, please turn to the book of Daniel chapter 1. How do you serve under a worldly system and remain true to God? Quite the question. Is it plausible and is it possible? Hear the Spirit whisper in the world and not of it. It has to be possible or this would be a seriously conflicted reality. There has to be a way to serve under a worldly system and remain true to God. There has to be a way to avoid compromise, to remain unhypocritical. There has to be a way. There was a man named Daniel. He wasn't alone. We pick up the text. In the third year of the reign, Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand with some of the articles of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Sinar, into the house of his God. And he brought the articles into the treasury, into the treasure house of his God. Then the king instructed Ashpenaz, the master of the eunuchs, to bring some of the children of Israel and some of the king's descendants and some of the nobles, young men, in whom there was no blemish, but good-looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge and quick to understand, who had ability to serve in the king's palace and whom they might teach the language and literature the Chaldeans. And the king appointed for them a daily provision of the king's delicacies and of the wine which he drank, and three years of training for them so that at the end of that time they might serve before the king. Now from among those of the sons of Judah were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. To them the chief of the eunuchs gave names. He gave Daniel the name Belteshazzar, to Hananiah Shadrach, to Mishael Meshach, and to Azariah Abednego. Can you imagine Jerusalem besieged and you are taken from your homeland and all you know in order that you might serve under a new king, serve under the rulership of an ungodly king. How do you remain true to God under such circumstance? There has to be a way for the people of God to remain faithful under such circumstance. And surely the Lord would be with them and meet them there. Now, if you know the story, you already know. 
But right from the onset of this form of captivity, Daniel steps up in order that he might remain true to God. Beginning at verse 8, Daniel chapter 1, but Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Now God had brought Daniel into the favor and goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs. And the chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my lord the king who has appointed your food and drink. For why should he see your faces looking worse than the young men who are your age? Then you would endanger my head before the king. So Daniel said to the steward, whom the chief of the eunuchs had set over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, please test your servants for ten days and let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our appearance be examined before you and the appearance of the young men who eat the portion of the king's delicacies. And as you see fit, so deal with your servants." What do we see here? We see faith in consecration to God. So he consented with them in this matter and tested them ten days. And at the end of ten days, their features appeared better and fatter in flesh than all the young men who ate the portion of the king's delicacies. Thus the steward took away their portion of delicacies and the wine which they were to drink and gave them vegetables. As for these four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Now at the end of the days when the king had said that they should be brought in, the chief of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. Then the king interviewed them. And among them all, none was found like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore they served before the king, and in all matters of wisdom and understanding about which the king examined them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers who were in all his realm. Thus Daniel continued until the first year of King Cyrus. Man, he had faith in God. Daniel purposed in his heart. Those are important words. That he would not defile himself. And the reality is it most definitely will take purpose of heart. And now the test of faith. And put to the test. Ten days of consecration. Ten days of undefilement. In order to prove the power of consecration to the Lord. Church, there is power in consecration. 
There is power and there is provision and there is promotion and there is protection in consecration to the Lord. Let us have faith in consecration to the Lord. And let us, like Daniel, purpose in our hearts that we will not defile ourselves. The text, please test your servants for ten days and let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our appearance be examined before you in the appearance of the young men who eat the portion of the king's delicacies. And as you see fit, so deal with your servants. So he consented with them in this matter and tested them ten days. And at the end of ten days, their features appeared better and fatter in flesh than all the young men who ate the portion of the king's delicacies. Thus the steward took away their portion of delicacies and the wine which they were to drink and gave them vegetables. You know, I know that the Lord is able to do this in our time. However, it speaks to our placement in this world that as we purpose in our hearts that we will not defile ourselves, the Lord will bring about a setting apart. A generation marked the hand of the Lord upon them, the promotion of the Lord upon them, the protection of the Lord upon them. Look at how the Lord touched these young men. Favor and goodwill. Their features, flesh, appeared better. If you can hear the Spirit speak today. And knowledge and skill and wisdom and understanding. Clearly the touch of the Lord. As we've read now at the end of the days, when the king had said that they should be brought in, the chief of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. Then the king interviewed them and among them all. None was found like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore they served before the king. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding about which the king examined them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers who were in all his realm. It really is an incredible piece of history. And we are showing here just how the Lord views and responds to this consecration. This purposing of the heart not to defile oneself. Every person that purposes in their heart that they will not defile themselves will be tested. Every person that purposes in their heart that they will not defile themselves will be tried. Every person that purposes in their heart that they will not defile themselves will be pursued. Tested, tried, and pursued. 
And the Lord was with Daniel and showed himself strong on his behalf. Second Chronicles 16.9 Receive the word of the Lord today for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. What a verse. What a promise. Ezra 8 verse 22 The hand of our God is upon all those for good who seek him. Remain true to God. In every season, in every environment, in all lands, remain true to God. Consecrated, this purposing of the heart. Daniel, what an example. And what are the other three mentioned? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. If you know the story, an image had been set up. And at the sound of all kinds of music, everyone was to fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. The penalty for not bowing, not falling down at the sound, for not worshiping the image, the same hour, you'd be cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. So the time came. And Babylon's band let out the sound. Everyone hit the deck except three men. I wonder that day how many knees gave out, how many lost their stance, broken consecration, the purpose of the heart brought to the ground. Three men stood when everyone else was bowing. Three men stood when everyone else was worshiping Babylon's image. These men had purposed in their heart not to defile themselves. These men were consecrated to the Lord. They knew the power of consecration. Daniel chapter 3, beginning at verse 12. There are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in his rage and fury, commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said to them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? 
Now, if ye be ready, that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the image which I have made. Well, but if not, if ye worship not, ye should be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? Many of us are familiar with the story. Those that purpose in their hearts that they will not defile themselves will be tested. Those that purpose in their hearts that they will not defile themselves will be tried. And those that purpose in their hearts that they will not defile themselves will be pursued. That they might crack under the pressure. Verse 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, I wonder how we would answer. Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. Listen to these words. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up, then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury, and the form of his visitors changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace one seven times more than it was wont to be heated. And he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind the men, to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and to cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their hoisin, their hats, and their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent and the furnace exceedingly hot, the flames of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound into the midst the burning, fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished and rose up in haste and spake and said to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace, look at the turn of events, and spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, ye servants of the Most High God, come forth, come hither. 
Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came. They came out of the midst of the fire, and the princes, governors, and captains, and the king's counselors being gathered together saw these men upon whose bodies the fire had no power. Nor was in hair of their head singed. Neither were their coats changed, nor the smell of fire had passed on them. Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who hath sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him, and have changed the king's word, yielded their bodies, that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own god. Tested, tried, pursued. You know, like Daniel, they had purposed in their hearts that they would not defile themselves, that they might remain true to their God, knees reserved for the Lord, falling down for no other. Church, the enemy wants us to crack under the testing. The enemy wants us to crack under the trying, crack at the pursuing, crack at the heat of fire. Give in. Break consecration. Let the purpose of the heart be changed. Let it fall to the ground. The enemy wants us to give in. To give up. Call it quits. To compromise, to adjust our convictions, to relax our fortitude, to fall in our consecration. Because he hates those that have this purpose of heart. He came after these young men, he came after Daniel. And he comes after us. Daniel 6, beginning of verse 1, it pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps to be over the whole kingdom. And over these three governors, of whom Daniel was one, that the satraps might give account to them so that the king would suffer no loss. Then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and satraps because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm. So the governors and satraps sought to find some charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom. But they could find no charge or fault because he was faithful. Nor was there any error or fault found in him. Then these men said, we shall not find any charge against this Daniel unless we find it against him concerning the law of his God. What a report. 
What a man of character. What a man of God. A man who distinguished himself. A man with an excellent spirit. Sold out. Not a sellout. And the Bible records the governors and satraps sought to find some charge against Daniel. Can you imagine? This seeking concerning you? Concerning me? Concerning us? But they could find no charge or fault because he was faithful, nor was there any error or fault found in him. And so they're sitting there like, what are we going to do? How are we going to get Daniel to crack? How are we going to get rid of him? This man is consecrated. This man, such purpose of heart. How are we going to break him? How are we going to take him out? The record, then these men said, we shall not find any charge against this Daniel unless we find it against him concerning the law of his God. And there it is. You know, I believe they actually had faith in Daniel's faithfulness to the Lord. I'm not sure they wanted Daniel to crack. They knew he wouldn't bend concerning the law of his God. They knew how serious he was about consecration, about not defiling himself, the purpose of his heart. It was evident to all They knew he would remain true no matter the cost. They knew how definite, how serious he was about remaining true to God. Verses 6 to 9, So these governors and satraps thronged before the king and said, Thus to him, King Darius, live forever. All the governors of the kingdom, the administrators and satraps, the counselors and advisors have consulted together to establish a royal statute. And to make a firm decree that whoever petitions any god or man for 30 days except you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing so that it cannot be changed according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which does not alter. Therefore, King Darius signed the written decree. Oh, these decrees. You know, what's the man going to do? How's Daniel going to respond? Tested, tried, pursued? Will the purposing of his heart change? When it gets really real. Verse 10, now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home 
And in his upper room with his windows open toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God, as was his custom since early days. Listen, I hope you're in. Because we need, we need a generation of Daniels in this time in history right now. Rise up and serve the Lord. Keep the customs. Don't shut the windows. Don't fear the den of lions. Remain consecrated to the Lord. This purpose of the heart that you will not defile yourself no matter if you face testing, trying, pursuing. Because the reality is the enemy wants you to crack. And as long as life remains, he has an opportunity to get you to crack. And so perhaps you've come out of childhood and you haven't cracked. And now you're in your teenage years and he seeks to get you to crack. To change the purposing of your heart. To defile yourself. To relax the consecration that it might break and fall to the ground to have you bend your knee. You say, well, I made it through my youth years. Now you're a young adult. Now you're a young man, a young woman in the world. Wants to get you to crack. Well, I made it through. (laughs) Now I got a family. He wants to get you to crack. Change the purposing of the heart. Change the dedication, the consecration to the Lord, the commitment. The purposing of the heart that you will not defile yourself, that you will not bend, that you will not break. And so you know what? There's new tests and new trials. And there's a new pursuing It wasn't like it was when you were young. It's different now. But the enemy's intent is still the same. Steal, kill, and destroy. To steal consecration. The purposing of the heart. To get you to crack. Verses 11 to 17, these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. Daniel, Daniel wasn't hiding out. And they went before the king and spoke concerning the king's decree. Have you not signed a decree that every man who petitions any god or man within 30 days except you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions? The king answered and said, the thing is true. According to the law of the Medes and Persians, which does not alter. So they answered and said before the king, That Daniel, who is one of the captives from Judah, does not show due regard for you, O king, or for the decree that you have signed, but makes his petition three times a day. And the king, when he heard these words, was greatly displeased with himself and set his heart on Daniel to deliver him. 
and he labored till the going down of the sun to deliver him. Then these men approached the king and said to the king, No, O king, that it is the law of the Medes and Persians that no decree or statute which the king establishes may be changed. So the king gave the command, and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. But the king spoke, saying to Daniel, Your God, whom you serve continually, he will deliver you. Oh, Lord. Then a stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den, and the king sealed with his own signet ring and with the signets of his lords that the purpose concerning Daniel might not be changed. Tested. Tried. Pursued. And thrown to the lions. Listen to these holy words. Blessed would they be who should be guilty of too great a love for him, convicted of too consuming a zeal for the glory. I would gladly die of that heavenly malady. You know, Daniel was all in. There was no changing the purposing of his heart. He was that serious, that committed, that devoted to the Lord. That's how great a love he had for the Lord. The only conviction against him, too consuming a zeal. Zeal had eaten him up. Verse 18, now the king went to his palace. What would the king do that night? Well, he spent the night fasting. And no musicians were brought before him. Also his sleep went from him. Are we reading this right? Verse 19, then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste to the den of lions. And when he came to the den, he cried out with a lamenting voice to Daniel. The king spoke, saying to Daniel, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve, continually been able to deliver you from the lions? Would there be a response? Then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. My God sent his angel and shut the lions' mouths so that they have not hurt me. Because I was found innocent before him, and also, O king, I have done no wrong before you. Now the king was exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should take up Daniel out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no injury whatever was found on him because he believed in his God. Come on. And the king gave the command, and they brought those men who had accused Daniel and they cast them into the den of lions, them, their children, their wives, and the lions overpowered them and broke all their bones in pieces before they ever came to the bottom of the den. Then King Darius wrote, To all peoples, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth, peace be multiplied to you. I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom, men must tremble in fear before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God, 
and steadfast forever. His kingdom is the one which shall not be destroyed, and his dominion shall endure to the end. He delivers and rescues, and he works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. Who has delivered Daniel from the power of the lions? So this Daniel, this Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius and in the reign of Cyrus the Persian. All these decrees. How are we going to handle the testing and the trying, the pursuing? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know, what if the history read different in this way? What if the fourth man didn't show up in the fire? These three men would have died with perfect purpose of heart. That's what the enemy's after. Even facing death, he wants us to crack. Consecration, fall. Purpose of heart, change. Determination, weaken, break, be set aside. I love their response. Our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. You know, one way or the other they were getting delivered. But if not, come on, we need this. This is purpose of heart. This is determination. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. You know, whether he delivered them or not, it didn't matter. The purpose of heart was that strongly set. And what of Daniel? If the lions would have consumed him, he would have died with perfect purpose of heart. Guilty of too great a love for him, too consuming a zeal. He was true to God. And you know, Daniel came out of Judah. He had the Lion of Judah at his side. I ask today, church, what if it does cost us? Will we remain true to God. Many face much less than raging tongues of fire and fangs of lions and crack. The purposing of the heart is that weak. Instead of going all the way with the Lord and for the Lord, you know, I would rather die than live with that earthly malady. I believe in the fourth man in the fire. I believe in the angel of the Lord. He delights in showing himself strong. 
But he's looking for one, looking for three, looking for four that will not defile themselves, that are consecrated, sold out, no matter what. That will not crack under the testing, the trying, the pursuing. At the heat of the fire or the mouth of the den. How do you serve under a worldly system and remain true to God? You know, I'm reminded of a statement I read many, many years ago, and I've shared it here before. The words of Leonard Ravenhill. The greatest miracle that God can do today is to take an unholy man out of an unholy world and make him holy, then put him back into that unholy world and keep him holy in it. Let's have the worship team return today. Lord, help us. Lord, strengthen us. Be with us, O God. Can you hear those words? Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Listen, on our end, we must be determined. We must purpose in our hearts that we will not defile ourselves. And the Lord will help us, the strength of the spirit of the living God. You know, I really just want to encourage and strengthen those today that have purposed in their hearts not to defile themselves. And there is testing and there's trying and there's pursuing and I don't know what you're facing or what you will face as the enemy seeks to steal, kill, and destroy, to drive you to the point, to have you crack. But I just want to encourage you today, those who have purposed in their heart not to defile themselves, this is the most noble of causes. And to those here today determined to remain true to God, He loves you. He loves you. He's so proud. His heart rejoices. As his eyes run to and fro throughout the earth, to find one, to find three, to find four. Listen, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the earth today. He's on the lookout. Don't crack. He loves you. He 
He's for you. His heart rejoices. It's time for a spirit of determination to not defile, to remain consecrated and separated, that the Lord might mark us for his glory, even a natural difference, a difference in flesh. As the man that chose a different diet, as we choose the diet of the Lord. If you're here today and you've purposed in your heart and the Spirit is helping you, if you're being kept holy in an unholy world, you are a living miracle. If you haven't cracked, you are a living miracle. Lord, we purpose and we need your keeping power. Concerning us, concerning each one in this house, Lord, could it be that the record might read true to God? Let's stand today. You know, if there hasn't been the consecration and the setting of the heart, the purposing of the heart right now. Go to work with the Lord.